0: you're listening to talk that science here on echo box radio i'm Nicoline and uh, usually together with nikki i host talk that science but nikki is today not here um but instead i will i'm here today with flores hi flores hello <laughs> and i'm here with patrick hi patrick <laughs> <laughs> Patrick is waving to me. Um, so yeah, what we do, we play some nice tunes today and we introduce you to some cool research. And today the topic will be sign language. Uh, and as I said, the guest of today is Floris Rulosse. He's working at the University of Amsterdam and currently is working on a project to develop an avatar that can speak sign language. Uh, yes, yeah, so again, welcome, Floris. Really Thank nice you. that you're here. Thank you. Um, yeah, so some a small introduction. Um, there are like 70 million uh, deaf and hearing impaired people in the world. Um, and there's, But there's so far no tool to translate a written language to a sign language. Um, and well, in this episode, we will talk about the importance of sign language and how about it differs from written languages and about how we can develop such an avatar. Um, yes, and to start with, I was um, interested to look a bit at your background. Um, and uh, yeah, I saw that you studied mathematics and artificial intelligence. Um, yeah, I'm curious. How did you, how did your interest for uh, language uh, and in particular sign language start? Uh,
1: yeah, so I started studying math and AI, um, and then I became interested in language in general. Um, maybe around 15 years ago already, so long while ago, but I was always studying language from a very mathematical and theoretical perspective, making uh, abstract models of how people interpret language um, in general. Um, this all changed when my daughter was born six years ago and she was deaf, and that's how I got interested in sign language. I didn't know much about it at all before that. Uh, but because of that, I started learning sign language myself, using it at home, learning mm-hmm. more about deaf culture, uh, about the deaf community in the Netherlands, um, getting to know people in that community, and kind of become part of that community with my daughter and my family. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's on the one hand it's a super interesting. Uh, Phenomenon, uh yeah. visual languages sign languages uh, on the other hand it was I also learned that, that there is um, there's a lot of barriers that uh, deaf people face and then everything came together because with my background in math and AI and linguistics and now uh, in sign language I thought I'd bring those um, together and start working on AI technology that could reduce those barriers.
0: Yes, so uh, a bit of uh, the background, the uh, knowledge of the yeah, the situation. Um, like 95% of deaf children have uh, parents that are not deaf, so that mm-hmm. can hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't know, um, so they don't know sign language usually. Um, and yeah, you were one of them, right? Yeah. 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 How was it to learn the sign language all of a sudden?
1: It's uh, exciting but mm-hmm. very difficult <laughs> because so it's, it's, it's a whole new type of language, it's very different from learning another spoken language. So I've learned uh, in school uh, English and French and later I learned some Spanish and Italian and it's always a nice experience but uh, always somewhat the same. Uh, but learning a sign language is really a very different experience you have you're doing it with your whole body and it's visual so you mm, communicate by it's much more creative in a way it's it's not a, an utterance in sign language is not just a sequence of predetermined signs um, but it's you you use space and visualization mm-hmm. um, and so you have to get used to it, uh, different way of thinking, um, and it's more difficult to learn in, for practical reasons, because on the one hand, so it's not a written uh, language. That's also a very important difference with Dutch and English and Spanish, etc. There's no written form, so you can't go and buy a book where uh, you can read how sign language utterances uh, are structured and it's you have to see it mm-hmm. so you have to have a teacher and spend a lot of time with um, the with your teacher and possibly with deaf people but then there's the other um, difficulty the other challenge which is that there is no country like if you want to learn Spanish you go to Spain and you can just start at <laughs> somewhere and you'll get there in the end and pretty fast also but with uh, sign language, sign, la- sign language of the Netherlands in particular, there is a community, but to enter the deaf community is um, is much more yeah takes more time and more <coughs> um, uh, much more effort mm-hmm. uh, than to enter, say, the Spanish speaking uh, yes. world. Yeah. And
0: I can imagine that uh, that that is done also. Uh Problem for children that that have parents that are uh, that also cannot speak sign language, so it's also really hard to learn for them.
1: Definitely, because the children, so deaf children, the only way they're going to learn it in the beginning is through their parents. But if the parent, and so ninety-five percent, as you said, of deaf children have hearing parents and they don't speak or know sign language. and here in the netherlands less than 10 percent of those parents actually manages to learn mm-hmm. so most deaf children here and you can imagine well, that in other parts of the world it's probably even worse yeah uh, deaf children often don't get much language input at all in the first few years of their lives and that's that has consequences for the rest of their lives.
0: Yeah, indeed, that is rather problematic. What are some of the the problems that occur if the children don't get any language input in their first years? Mm
1: -hmm. So, first of all, if you don't get language input in the first few years, you're never going to catch up. Because in the first few years of the life of a person, the brains form to to be able to process language. And if that formation doesn't happen, you're not going to catch up. So th- this has been researched uh, and uh, very clearly uh, shown. Um, and But then there's much more. If you don't uh, learn language, then you also can't mm, really follow other things that are happening around you. And you can't be, mm, Yeah, you don't pick up, for instance, Social emotional um, signals like if your parents are uh, discussing something or um, telling you well you know discussing something that you have nothing to do uh, not nothing to do with um, even then a child normally learns a lot from observing, hearing what other people say, how they discuss things, how they solve problems. Um and that uh, a deaf child can't uh, doesn't get all that information. And so you get cognitive delays, socio emotional delays. Um it, it's very, very consequential.
0: hmm There's a small problem. I think your alarm is going off, right? Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. Okay. I'll well, turn it off. Yeah, just turn it off. Yeah.
1: All right. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah so you were uh, talking about the yeah the, the the problems that occur if if children don't get language input in the beginning of the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um yeah so I guess this this brought you to this idea of creating a an avatar for sign language. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah
1: that that specifically was what first brought me to this idea. So um and that's so when people hear about sign language avatars they might um, immediately think of the idea that we could say replace sign language interpreters by avatars but that's not uh the idea at all Uh so sign language interpreters you know support Live interaction. Yeah. Uh, so
0: these are the people that, uh, for example, in the Netherlands at the Corona conferences, uh, if the minister is giving a speech, then you have this person uh, in the side, in the corner of the screen that yeah. translates it. This is right. what you mean, right? Yeah. That's
1: yeah. A, yeah that's a sign language interpreter, mm-hmm. and uh, sign language interpreters are going to be needed for the jobs that for what they do now and avatars are not going to replace them i i think uh, or that's not my intention at all and i don't think it's it would be feasible at all yeah uh, but there are many other ways in which they could be applied and one of them so that is um as a support tool uh, for parents of deaf children in particular but also other people who want to learn sign language because to give them just a bit more resources, you know, just if you, so, well, from my own personal experience, I know that uh, we had classes every uh, three weeks, one hour, Mm -hmm. and so we were writing up, writing down all the sentences that we wanted to say and we didn't know how to, and then we come to class and we had this whole list of things uh, we asked our teacher. And we have to remember, and then. But your child is growing up. An, an hour every three weeks is is not enough. You just want to to be able to type in uh, a sentence when you need it. Exactly. Uh, just simple sentences yeah. like, um, "We're going to, uh, uh, we're going to visit uh, your grandfather tomorrow," or uh, uh, yeah. "It's raining outside," or yeah. just very very simple. What do you want to eat? Are you thirsty? Uh, it's time to go to bad. These very simple, simple things. Mm-hmm. If I could have, if I would have been able to just type them in, in a type of Google Translate tool and, and get an avatar signing that sentence to me, that would have been wonderful. So I, I think it could be, uh, uh, make a big difference. Difference.
0: Yeah, so your main, main uh, motivation is actually to help both the children and the parents in this learning process. Is that uh, the yeah. main goal of the avatar?
1: Yeah, as I see it, I, so the, the tool would be used by parents to learn, and then through that, the children would also learn mm-hmm. and get much more language input that they can actually do something with yes and
0: also exactly because what you said earlier because it's not a written uh, language again it's super hard what you say to remember how you have to say something you can not look it up anywhere
1: exactly so that exactly so you go uh, to your class with your list of sentences (laughs) you ask how to sign them and then you have to remember them because you can't go back Mm -hmm. and look it up anywhere no yeah you could, there's so in the Netherlands, we have fortunately um, an online uh, dictionary mm-hmm. of signs, so there you you type a word and you get the sign for that word mm-hmm. that's that's already very good, uh, but then you don't know how to f- form sentences yet, and yeah. uh, it, it's, so forming a sentence is much more than just um, yeah putting sequencing uh, signs. So, it is very important to um, be able to retrieve that information at sentence level.
0: Yes. Well, I'm very uh, curious to talk about the exact like, workings of this avatar later. Um, but first, I um, want to know a bit more about the uh, history of sign language. But first, before that, we do a little song uh, that Patrick has chosen. Uh, well, Patrick, which, which song did you pick?
2: yeah also hello from my side um so in preparation to this episode i was uh, thinking about well what could i say and language is all about expressing yourself right and then i remembered a very old classic from uh, charles wright with his band which is probably one of the very first funk tracks ever and it's called express yourself enjoy
0: Okay, so we're back from a little break. Um, and um, yeah, I wanted to know to talk a bit more about uh, like what is sign language and uh, the history of it. So, um, yeah, one thing is that since October 2020, sign language of the Netherlands is an official language. And um, I was wondering, like, what does that mean when something is an official language?
1: Well, uh, I think it depends. <laughs> still, so there's still a. Uh, differences between the different official languages of a country. Uh, So, um, it's not that all of us... So, in the extreme uh, case, it would mean that, for instance, all education, all public information, all public services uh, would have to be accessible and available in all the official languages. (laughs) So, that would be a huge mm-hmm. huge difference yeah. but so it, it, that's the um yeah that's what it means in the extreme sense and but uh, i think we'll hopefully move towards that as much as we can so um of course it is uh true so if if you think about it that um Lots of public knowledge informations services support structures that are made available by the government uh, and paid for with uh, public money taxes they are also paid for by deaf people mm-hmm. uh, but inaccessible yeah largely inaccessible so uh, yeah, uh, it it might not be feasible to make all of it accessible yes. and usable, but um, uh, I think this the, the this law uh, officially recognizing sign language of the Netherlands as an official language of the country is a step in that direction. Ultimately, yeah.
0: and for now, does it so? Yeah, making everything accessible is hard but does it mean like the most important things must be made accessible
1: yeah or a certain selection yeah so and then it's very difficult to say what is the most important Mm -hmm. where is that um uh how do you distinguish something that has to be in some so for instance something concrete so uh npo Mm -hmm. the 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 national uh, public broadcasting Mm -hmm. company organization um is um, uh, has to subtitle 95 percent of all of their content. They're a public broadcasting organization, so what they provide should be accessible for uh, everyone as much mm-hmm. as possible. And so, by law, they are obliged to. To provide subtitles, and they have a whole division. This is a lot of work. Um,
0: Subtitles of sign language.
1: No, no. This is so. So uh, this is already in place, like as a. Ah. a, I give it as an example of uh, what it could mean. Ah, so it might mean that now that there's this law uh, for that sign language has been recognized as, as an official language, it might mean, for instance that in a few years because this takes some time to mm-hmm. be um, implemented but it might mean that NPO in a few years has to provide sign language interpretation yeah. for a certain percentage of the content that mm-hmm. they provide they already do uh, provide sign language interpretation uh, more and more that's that's great uh, but now they do it just because they think it's a good idea to do it mm-hmm. um, but it might be uh, they might be obliged to do it by law uh, in a few years and then you know this is an example uh, but there's lots and lots of public information and services Mm -hmm. that um, yeah that uh, might you know there there might be it might be become structurally a structural obligation for uh, these services to be Yeah, translated.
0: And since October oh. two thousand twenty is actually uh, yeah only very recent, yeah. although uh, sign language of the Netherlands exists much longer. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I was wondering. I don't know if these things are actually connected. Like, uh, but I did read also that in general sign language was very long forbidden. Mm-hmm. Why is that?
1: Forbidden. So it was a uh, for a long time. It's been a. a Policy in schools for the deaf uh, to in many schools for the deaf, also in the Netherlands, to raise deaf children uh, orally as it's uh, so oralism mm-hmm. was the the vision, uh, terrible vision in my view, um, but it meant that until the 1980 around mm-hmm. 1980 in the Netherlands, uh, yeah, deaf children would usually be sent to. Um, boarding schools and in many of those schools uh, they were taught to speak and lip read and uh, not to sign so they they would sign when the teachers didn't see it Uh, but yeah
0: okay and um, we're talking all the time about sign language of the netherlands Mm -hmm. but yeah that's the one specific for the netherlands but there are many more right yeah. how many are there like is it the same as with um like the written spoken languages that you have one for every country or does it work differently
1: yeah in principle they there uh, it's the same as for spoken languages so there are many different ones it's also not uh, so a, a sign language of a particular country is not necessarily um uh, connected to the or is not connected to the mm-hmm. A spoken language so for instance uh, British sign language is very different from American sign language even though the spoken mm-hmm. language is the same in the two mm-hmm. regions um, and I know that there are about 130 like identified sign languages but that doesn't mean that th- that's all that there are, there are probably many many more and there are also many very local sign languages
0: mm-hmm. and how um did these all did they all develop um, naturally like as I mean yeah, yeah just when people want to communicate and they just start making signs is that yeah. kind of how it starts
1: yeah usually I think the his it depends from language to language but uh, usually um, or very often um, they developed in like local communities so for instance uh, schools so when uh, in the history of our country the uh, deaf children were sent to these boarding schools and there were not some like maybe around 5 uh so these were local these became local communities and still today uh there are like dialects mm-hmm. of sign language of the netherlands which are connected to these uh yeah the languages that developed in these local communities around the schools um and that's how it often uh goes. Yeah. These days these the local communities aren't really there anymore. So many uh kids are not going to uh, schools for the deaf but to regular schools. And yeah, so uh, yeah, it, it's a question mark what actually what will happen to the language. Like it's it's really a big question mark what mm. will what will be, um, yeah? Does it mean that fu- what's the future of, of the language? Yeah. Like in fifty years, what what will be left of it?
0: Ah, but do you mean uh, because you say more children go more to just uh, the regular schools? Do you think that then less and less people are actually uh, speaking sign language?
1: Definitely. Oh really? I that's my ah. impression. I don't so I uh, I don't know of any research mm-hmm. on this, but if I look at the uh, children. Of um, like my daughter's age, there are very few who Hmm. actually speak sign language well. Okay. uh, Because they typically get sent to regular schools, and so they might pick it up late. They might decide to learn sign language later. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so, but um, it's not a a given. It's not you know the obvious thing that that happens.
0: Oh, that's a pity. It is. Yeah. 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 And um, well, talking about like these different uh, sign language languages mm-hmm. <laughs> in different uh, yeah, I don't know countries. Maybe I don't know if that's even corresponding. But does it mean then? Uh, yeah, you now speak uh, sign language of the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. But if you live in the Netherlands, is it completely useless?
1: No, it's not completely. No, so it's um, the languages are different, but there's a. Uh, it's much easier than with spoken languages to just uh, start communi- signing, <laughs> <laughs> communicating, and uh, find some common language on the spot. So this, it's, the phenomenon is called international sign, uh, but that's not a language. It, it's uh, more of a, a, like a phenomenon that uh, two signers, one from Amsterdam and the other from Rio de Janeiro, meet and uh, they start signing with their own signs and uh, many signs are very iconic so uh, the sign for house or for drink or eat Mm -hmm. you would understand it like if i so a
0: house is like a a block with a roof yeah Yeah.
1: you do the roof and then the walls yes and you would probably recognize it even if you know and uh, drink is like you hold a it's like you hold a glass and you put uh, you take a sip. Yeah, take a sip. So these are very iconic signs, and many signs are very iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they might be different in a different sign language, but it's still easy to. So I've. Um, uh, so th- these questions, by the way, uh, about like deaf history of sign languages and um, and the differences between uh, sign languages around the world would be very interesting to. Talk about with a deaf person because they know more about it than I do. Yeah, but just uh, I can uh, my own limited experience is uh, I was in the in the U.S. uh, um, I had it twice. I met a deaf person and and we started. So uh, American Sign Language ASL is is sim is relatively close to sign language of the Netherlands historically, uh, but uh, it's still quite different. But we had a conversation about everything, about all kinds of things, and it was very smooth. Wow! Uh, and uh, a great experience. Oh, that's yeah. that's 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 crazy! Amazing! Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow! Cool. <laughs> okay, I think um, well, we have quite a background now of what sign language is and the history, so I think we can soon like delve a bit deeper in the project of the avatar. <laughs> But first again, we do a song. So Patrick, what uh, what song did you pick for the, for the next one?
2: Yes, so if you're talking about languages, it's hard not to mention Noam Chomsky. And some of you might not know who that guy is, but uh, you will be helped in a second. So um, there is a, a Noam Chomsky music project, which basically takes um, iconic uh, quotes from this um, thinker and combines it with modern day music. And today I brought you a track called More Silence by Brock Beats featuring Noam Chomsky. Enjoy!
0: Very cool song, Patrick. Uh, for the people that don't know, Noam Chomsky is a linguist slash philosopher. Uh, well, he was very influential uh, um, a dec- few decades ago. <laughs> um, well, okay, going back to the the topic, the the avatar. Um, since I think one year, you have been working on uh, the development of an avatar that can speak sign language, um, like. I think it's maybe you can compare it to a Google Translate that everyone's very familiar with, but uh, instead you would, yeah, you would type in a word, like uh, just a word as we know it, and then you will see an avatar that does the sign, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and the idea, especially, is to make it work for sentences, so ah. to go beyond the words, Whereas in the words you can look up in uh, in the video dic- dictionary, at least in the Netherlands. And but it's really that step of going to the sentence level or maybe even more complex uh texts and translate those that is something that uh, a dictionary doesn't help you with not much
0: I see yeah, so because how um how are sentences created from the words uh is it just um you uh yeah, like kind of a sequence set of yeah sequence yeah. of signs, or are there some rules like a, similar to a grammar in in spoken language?
1: In a way, it's so there are similarities, but there are also differences. So there is a, the basis of a, an utterance in sign language is a sequence of signs, usually. But um, uh, so there are many many. Things that are specific to sign languages and that you have to incorporate. For instance, um, there's something similar to intonation. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, I- I- if you speak, you also there's it's not just a sequence of words, but there's intonation on top of it, and right. in sign language, that's very important. And you don't do it with the voice, but with especially with your face and also with body postures. And, uh, but facial expressions are very, very important not only to um communicate like an emotional stance uh or an epistemic stance like uh, you're uh, you you you're saying something and you're making clear that you know that you're very convinced mm-hmm. or that you're not so sure mm-hmm. uh, these are things that you can express with your face but also. Um, more grammatical things like are you asking a question or Mm -hmm. are you making a statement Um, are you asking a a, a question that you really don't know the answer to or are you asking a a question that you do like a rhetorical question or a skeptical Uh, question all these uh, more grammatical um, aspects are not in the signs themselves not in the manual signs you can't read it off the hands but are in the facial expression so that's a whole layer on top um, that's crucial to to uh, successfully communicate but that's that is not part of the no
0: uh, i can see how that brings in a lot of subtle things and yeah. how it makes it very uh yeah it's much more complicated than just having a dictionary and then adding up the signs.
1: Yeah, and so to give one more example that also makes it uh, more complicated and also much more challenging for an avatar, for instance, is that the um, uh, um, so a, 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 um, verbs in Dutch say they um, change a little bit depending on uh, the subject. So or in English uh, also, so you say. Um, Uh, she has a phone uh, and they have phones so has versus have the verb changes a bit depending on the subject uh in sign language the shape of the hand can also change depending on the subject or object that the the verb is um of the verb Mm. so for instance if i uh ask you like please give me that pen then I sign please, I point at you and then at the pen, and I uh, make the sign for give to me. You give to me, so that that there's already a chance of the direction. Uh-huh. So it goes from you to me. Yes. Whereas if I would say please give the pen to him, then I would say. Then I would my the direction of my sign would be from you to him. Mm-hmm. So the direction is different. And also the the hand shape is different because if it's a pen, I make this shape of my hand as if I'm picking up the pen. Whereas if it were a book, if I say please give me the book, then I say please, you book, and I point to the book. And then if it's and then it also depends on <laughs> whether it's a big book or yeah. a small book. But I would do something like this. My sign would be as if The handshape would be as if I'm holding that book.
0: I see. So the sign, like give a pen or give a book, uh, it's one sign, but it differs depending on what object it is and then also the direction changes. Exactly. Yeah. And so
1: you can compare that with an English verb depending on the subject and maybe the present or the future tense, Yes. like I will have. uh, in sign language, that, that you don't do that, mm-hmm. so it doesn't depend on the subject or on the tense, but it depends on uh, yeah, which direction or the shape of the object, yeah. It's oh, I see much more visual, yeah,
0: yeah. And I see also how it can get super complicated, so mm. yeah, that makes me wonder how do you uh make this avatar? I believe it's in the it's trained with artificial intelligence, is that mm-hmm. correct?
1: Yes, so there are uh, many different approaches that uh, you could take and we are not really settled on one approach and actually, if we're settled on anything because we're very much at the beginning of this whole project but if we're settled on anything I think it is uh, that you need different approaches for different mm, domains, different applications. So, um, for instance, there's a, a choice you have between uh, training the avatar mm-hmm. on a lot of data mm-hmm. so the, the, uh, an approach that is often taken in AI in general, in artificial intelligence in yes. general uh, but there, another choice that you could make is not training it at all but just giving it rules ah, so right. you think about all the rules of the grammar and you implement those rules and you don't show the avatar any examples to learn from, you just give it the rules and and program it in a way that it follows the rules and um, that is in artificial intelligence that's also um a, a method that uh, has been used a lot but it's a bit it's a <laughs> it's, it's often seen as a bit old-fashioned mm-hmm. uh, because these days a lot of the uh, of the focus is more on on learning yes machine learning um, but i think that depending on the domain One or the other method might be more suitable. So, in the case, so with learning, you can cover more ground. So, the 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 system could do perhaps more, but it will also make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Google Translate makes mistakes. Yeah, right. It's based on learning, and it's become way, way, way better than it used to be. Right? There's there's a lot of progress, uh, but it still makes mistakes. So, if you want to have, um, if you're developing an application for a domain where it's important to be 100% correct, and you want to be sure that it's 100% correct, then you don't want it to do yet, certainly not not in this domain where, it, you know, when we make something based on learning, it will be like the Google Translate of 15 years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> we won't reach the level that google translate has reached yeah. now so we don't want to make something that has all these mistakes in a domain where you can't afford to make those mistakes so if you want to teach parents of deaf children correct uh, sign language then you want to do it rule-based and if uh, they if a, the user a parent asks for a certain sentence and the Program cannot uh, translate it. Then it should just say, "I can't." Sorry, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Rather than spitting out some something that you know might be correct, but who knows? Yeah, um, and
0: that is what happens with uh, with this uh, learning based on data.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then there's always an answer, mm-hmm. but we're never sure whether it's actually correct. Yeah. So uh,
0: you think you will do a combination or or are you now more in favor of this rule based learning method?
1: I think uh, for certain domains and those are the domains that And what were, do
0: you mean with domain? Domain,
1: I mean uh, for instance uh, like uh, an application for parents of deaf children oh, okay. to learn or yeah. an application that can translate um, um Travel information like announcements at a train station mm-hmm. or at the airport, these kinds of uh, uh, very specific applications. We're so I'm um, I like to think very much about co- concrete, specific applications and the requirements that, that come with those applications because they are very different from one to another. And the ones that we focus on initially are the ones that are. Mm, relatively restricted so for instance uh, at a train station there are many announcements that are can be made like millions but they are all variants of certain templates Mm -hmm. and that the number of templates is very limited Mm -hmm. so there we can actually make rules for how to Translate those templates ah, and I how see. to fill in the variables, the time or yeah. the, the platform where the train is leaving, or etc. So, or for maybe emergency um, announcements, you can also imagine that there is a, a one plat one template, or, or maybe 10 templates, and then variables inside, and, and you can plug in different values, so different signs for those uh, mm-hmm. placeholders. And those are the the applications that are most feasible initially hmm and so they're the ones that we're focusing on to yeah to see if the if if this can be done um and there it's more rule based but then if you want to look at other applications that require more generality more coverage so uh, translating wikipedia mm-hmm. there you need to uh Use yeah. machine learning.
0: Uh, okay, so I, y- you will also start making avatars for specific uh, applications. You will not immediately try to make an avatar that tries to cover the whole sign language. No, 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 uh-huh. no, no, definitely not.
1: Yeah. I think that that would be that's something that's uh, just too difficult, and and also um, for now. And mm-hmm. um, I don't. I don't know if it will will be you know the, at the level that we'll reach will be just not useful for for anyone mm-hmm. yet um maybe you know in in I don't know how many years from now this this could be done but now we're really focusing on more yeah. specific things and also one thing to keep in mind is that um the da- so for learning for machine learning you need data yes and this is something that mm, is we don't really have all that much of for sign language. So, for instance, in uh, we have a corpus in in the Netherlands, for sign language of the Netherlands. There is a corpus which is great, mm-hmm. but it's mostly great for re- linguistic research. So, mm-hmm. as a linguist, you could look, and, uh, and we also do that. We look at the corpus, look at specific examples, uh, and and really analyze you know by hand what happens there, but. Um so this corpus has about a hundred thousand uh tokens mm-hmm. of signs, which is way too it, it it's it's not enough at all for mm-hmm. machine learning so f- the corpora that are used for machine learning are millions and millions mm-hmm. trillions yeah. of of tokens uh and and before we ha would have that that's it, it's for sign language it's also very expensive and labor intensive to create data because so you have to video record people signing and then you have to annotate.
0: Right. Annotate, meaning that uh, someone says what what it means, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So you connect the video stream, the video data mm-hmm. to say uh, a text file that says at that bo- <laughs> at that moment in the video, uh, she's signing this and then she's signing this and then she's signing that. And her brows go up two seconds before, mm-hmm. and yeah. the eyes squint, and the mouth does this, and the body posture is that. So you have to annotate. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of work. It's uh, somebody has I don't know. It's a ballpark figure, but it it's like about a hundred times as labor intensive to annotate sign language data as it is to annotate, say, speech data.
0: Yes, and then. For speech data, we already have a lot of like free data, I guess. I think Google Translate, for example, is trained on just the web, <laughs> like right? I yeah, think so on Wikipedia or something.
1: For it, Yeah, for instance, the I think one resource that, uh, like if you want to prototype a uh, translation tool, then uh, you can use, um, what's it called? There's a, there are a multilingual uh, corpus of... Um, uh, debates in the european union mm-hmm. so these are translated always into many different like all the all the languages of all the member states uh, and th- that happens all like every time they have a debate it gets translated by professional translators and so there's a huge um collection mm-hmm. of parallel yeah. corpora and yep. that can be used, but, no, but it's never translated. If those debates were also <laughs> always translated into all the member states sign languages, then, and if those would be annotated, because yes. it's not just, uh, if it's not annotated, then it's useful, but not yet as useful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so in an ideal world, <laughs> uh, we would have such a collection, and then we can uh, yeah. start using machine learning yeah. methods.
0: Okay, I have many more questions, but I think it is time for the for the for next song. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is it, Patrick?
2: <laughs> so yeah, the next song is a tribute to all those little producers in the bedrooms who have who have those loop stations and record and upload, and in the end maybe only have like thirty-two views, like this next track called um, "The Robots Are Talking," um, and they are sometimes really good, but just. Most people don't know about them. Enjoy Sparky Synth.
0: Just having an eye on the chat, where Mo sent uh, this emoji of a hands. Uh, is this also a sign in sign language, Flores?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You do it. You can do it with one hand. Usually, you do it with two, and it means beautiful.
0: Ah, <laughs> cool. So there are some uh, some overlap between uh, signs that we also make in our daily lives and sign language signs. Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh. Yeah. Somebody told me. There were they had counted <laughs> the overlap, and they had counted uh, like a hundred gestures, which are also signs. Yeah, you you wouldn't even think that you use that many gestures, right? But you do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, apparently there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, this I don't know. This is beautiful. I don't know if it came from sign language into the Dutch gesturing convention, or the other way around. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, because actually, I'm thinking we've all the time we're making this disting, sti- this distinction between sign language and uh, spoken language, and then treated spoken language as if it's only mm-hmm. written. But actually, of course, it's also uh, uh, gestures are yeah yeah gestures and also important. body language, yes. facial expressions. Yes.
1: Uh, when I was saying that, is it a skeptical question or a really inquisitive question? That's uh, the facial expressions are also very important in spoken language. Exactly,
0: yeah. yes. Um, yeah, so we were talking about uh, about the avatar, and uh, yeah, so I, I understand that you uh, will first start to uh, create this avatar for specific uh, domains or specific applications. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some of the, the next steps or where do you see the project in, say, five years? Uh,
1: so I think that um, some of the uh, specific applications that i've mentioned are also the ones that i think are most um promising and and also maybe most ur- or urgent so the one for for parents of deaf children i feel is super urgent um yeah and and also feasible uh i think at, at least feasible to make something that will make Already a huge difference, even if it could, you know, be improved in many, many ways. I'm sure. So this is, I'm, I'm very happy that we we'll, uh, we're um, going to collaborate on this with uh, an organization that uh, you know, that that supports and guides uh, deaf children and their parents. They're a big organization, very professional. And they are very, and it's uh, it's wonderful that they are so enthusiastic about this idea, and we're going to develop this together. Uh, Where uh, this project is, is going to take four years, uh, and I I hope that at the end, uh, but already actually during the project, that we'll have intermediate results that we can already put to use and test, uh, get feedback, make it better, and so, and then after those four years, I really hope that we can continue to develop and and make this better in, pra- in practice you know with with the people that will use it so that's one thing that that has to be done and that will be done uh uh the other thing that i've mentioned is uh, train stations this is it's a f- very it's the most well-known thing among deaf people you know that yeah. they say well yeah uh, as a as an anecdote of when communication they, they run into a communication ba- barrier like they're on a platform all of a sudden everybody's walking to another somewhere else and they don't know what's happening because there was an announcement but that the train is leaving somewhere else or later or not at all mm-hmm. and they don't know so and this is this should be feasible to um to avoid with an avatar that could be either on a screen on the platforms or maybe on the cell phones of you know uh, if you use the
0: the website maybe from the the train station yeah
1: yeah you can enter you can uh, just say that you need this kind of support and then the app knows and it will translate the announcements uh, into something this this should be feasible as well and and we're working with uh, NS and I'm also thrilled that they are also so enthusiastic about this uh the dutch uh netherlands center and dutch science science center is also involved in this and uh i think that that will be uh i expect that, that will also be um uh, uh something that you know will have concrete uh, results mm-hmm. in the yeah near future hopefully and then there's uh, another yeah there's a list of other things that i'd like to do but there are maybe more more well more difficult uh, a little bit more long term
0: yes wow well, amazing but like um, yeah so the first the, the the application for for parents and children and the, the train station application and maybe also any other person that's just interested like I know a lot of friends that just go and do a lingo to learn a new language exactly. maybe in this way yeah. also any person can like learn some basics of sign language exactly that would yeah. be quite cool yeah definitely. yes yeah well, I think this brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you very much, Louis, to introducing us to the culture and the, like, the world of sign language.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And also, Patrick, thank you for picking the music. And uh, stay tuned for the next show. Um, it will be West Indian Fire. They will play some nice music, I'm sure. And um, we'll see you all next month where we will have some new topics and new guests. Uh, oh, and Patrick, what is the next? Uh, oh, <laughs> no introduction. <laughs>